Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Uh, we have just finished Rachel Arpin's very good and very, very informative room. Uh, thank you, Rachel. That was heaps of fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That was lots of fun. I like mini games. I, I know when it comes to real world escape rooms, people sometimes have a thing of going, yeah, but that doesn't really fit the theme, does it? Why would they put that? You know, mm. Sudoku is the classic example yeah. in there. I've got to be honest, I enjoy them. You love stopping to do a little I different underst- puzzle. I understand things like not necessarily fitting themes. They fit the theme here, so you can't argue with that. Mm. But yes, I enjoy small puzzle breaks, ones where it's like, oh, cool. I know what I have to do. I can turn off the aha moment part of my brain for a second and just, Arna. <laughs> yeah, well, we had that little bit like room number one where we got to just do a chess puzzle for a while. Yeah. Um, which was similar to being able to do this. Uh, yeah, you're right. I really love taking a break to do the Angry Birds puzzle. And in the last room we did, I don't know how much you know the relief I felt when we looked at a puzzle and I finally read the instructions for it and went, oh, this is a mastermind game. And <laughs> that was so nice. Mm. It is really fun. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like, people have really enjoyed the rooms that you've done in your like, I'm going to call them your cube rooms, where you've <laughs> twice done rooms or just like a set, like a, a three by three grid of little mini rooms, each mm. of which had their own self-contained puzzle, pretty much. Uh, it had a similar feeling to that. I see what you mean. Yeah, it very much did. Is there a reason when you designed this that you designed it in that way of, of sort of like a, without much geography, with kind of just a collection of of little puzzles to interact with, almost like a bunch of mini rooms? I was primarily trying to fit into that theme of a phone and how we interact with our phones. And so, you know, we use our apps for very individual purposes um, and so that's kind of what drove that. Um, but also sometimes drove me crazy because how do I gate that mm-hmm. appropriately so you don't get ahead mm. of where I am? But Bill, you caught me a couple times where you're like, I know why you did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's good. Like the gating is, is important. And I think the gating of this was done really well. Mm. Um, like things just, I mean, even the fact that you can't just have things not show up yet. Like we can't do them out of order. That's true. And things like, look, there's a whole bunch of symbols here. Just a lot of symbols. Mm. Yes, like yeah, but that's a classic. That's a really great way to do it, right? Yeah, you can't. You make it that an unsearchable clear. amount, which is really helpful. That is, like that's one of those things that you can't do in a real escape in a real world escape room that is mm. only available in these virtual formats. And I like that. It's just good fun signposting. I like being yeah. able to understand. There's no that. way you can just stop someone doing the classic escape room thing of slowly paging through mm. all 40 books on the bookshelf <laughs> to see if there's a secret message exactly. written in any of them. You know, you could just be like, no, that's too many books. Wait till you get the actual book. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way of gating that you use really well. But the Rebus one was, like, I think that was the one I noticed, right? Where yeah. one of the cl- before we got the real clue, one of the clues needed us to have solved a different yes. thing, the R&R one. So that was great. It was really, it was a smart way of, of doing that. Thank you. Especially because when we started, we didn't start in order necessarily. <laughs> or like we didn't jump around. We sort of went straight to the games. Yeah, that's um, true. Now, we did the game and we got that number. Was there anything in that that hinted for us to play the game specifically? Because we had done it before we sort of read the... Or was it just that that's kind of fun and rest and relaxation? Or was that just total coincidence that we jumped to that one? I, I panicked a little bit that you jumped to that one because I was like, <laughs> oh, no, is that going to ruin... Like, is that going to make the rest of it not fun? But then I realized you still haven't received the hint to, mm. you know, that no the calculator... <laughs> is more than it seems, so. 
Yeah, and like that would have been uh that still would have been a few things across the notes section. So that would have still taken us a bit had we gone in order mm. to find that. Now though, what would have happened? Let's let's trace that. Pretend we never saw the hints. What would have happened if we had it just gone in order? and thought that's something you could enter into a calculator and just decided randomly to do that. What what happens with the calculator? What does it do once you put in 140%? Oh yeah, what did that do? It opened up the pictures, articles and steps. Ooh. So that helped us with the R and R stuff. Mm. So it's still I think it would have gone relatively the same. We would same. have read we the whole thing and seen... been like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> Until we found R and R. And then we would have been like, ha, already solved it. <laughs> oh, like if we just If we had I if we just gone straight into it. So it still would have like yeah, it still like, was effectively we would have been, gated. We would have been gated by our own lack of understanding mm. of what to do with exactly. this information. We had a we solution have, and yeah. nothing to do with it. Which I suppose we did in the first step by getting that 140%. Yeah, exactly the same like, thing. That was exactly so it would have worked out fine. It was a really nice room. I think it would have been a hard room to break. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had to build in writing up the the notes for this is a little challenging because um, there's a mm. few like if you go into the podcast app, the the lowercase I with the two circles before you've mm. completed task one, the instructions are, hey, there's nothing in here, but you can get a notification when something pops up. So that's to like prevent you ah, from getting fun. number two before getting there. Nice. So I kind of had to cheat a little bit yeah. and build those things in. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's even just the fact that, like, we had that for the um, for the notes app for the for the pages mm-hmm. where it was just like you will get a new notification once you yeah. get to each new step. So you don't like which which is both clearly existing only as a way to gate your puzzles while also not feeling incredibly unreasonable. Like, no, oh, why fair. wouldn't they give me these things? It's like well, notifications. Just yeah. Like, everyone notes from their phone, you'll just randomly get like a new notification. You're like, oh, I guess I'll, this is a new thing I can do. Like, it doesn't feel dishonest. It doesn't feel yeah. so gamified because it does have that real world analog of stuff just popping up as throughout your day. I'm glad you experienced so it, it that way. Really well. <laughs> um, in what was your process of creating this room? Like, where did it all begin? Why was this? Like, obviously, you've got escape rooms education as part of your background working knowledge. So, yeah, how did that translate into this exactly? So looking at this, for me, there were kind of two goals for the entire game. One was the educational piece and kind of flexing that educational escape game muscle, um, since that's kind of a new thing. Um Mm. And then the second part is I really wanted to give an opportunity to celebrate what the two of you have done um, and give you a chance to like, because I know you won't toot your own horn. Well, Bill might, but. (laughs) (laughs) I toot your horn, Danny. (laughs) I don't have a horn to toot. But I just wanted a chance to be able to, because I've appreciated, I've been listening since 2017 and wanted a chance to be able to say thank you. And I thought the best way to do that was in a game. So those are kind of the two propellants behind it um that's really sweet and yet right at the end i was just thinking god can you imagine if i'd written this room <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many people would storm off yeah it'd be terrible i would storm off so my daughter <laughs> oh, was the first person to play test this for me and i didn't give her a warning just like i didn't give you guys a warning about what was coming up and mm. so we got about halfway through and she's like, wow, mom, you're really being like promotional about this and really pushing this podcast. <laughs> and I was like, well, let me take a step back. That's the purpose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why. That's, that's the why. That's why we're doing this game. It's to help people to know how to, you know, support Escape This Podcast, but then also to say thank you. And she was like, oh, this- okay. 
This feels like the episode where when you get deeper into advertising, you'll just be taking clips from this episode. <laughs> yeah. This would be, this would be, I mean, look, if you could do it like a five minute version of this episode, that'd be a very good ad to put in place. <laughs> five minute? Yeah. Five minute ad. Damn, uh, that's a long minute, ad. Five minute unskippable YouTube ad. <laughs> um, we must know someone who works for one of those TV channels that's just constant, like 24 hour ads, right? Yeah. Yeah, they play like half hour long ads for the they same product. Episode, they can just put this episode up yeah, on every on, on an infomercial channel. <laughs> oh, I love it. It was it was very sweet and very funny looking back on something. Yeah. Oh. It was nice to get them the maps was a fun moment. Oh no. We got to see our old maps. Like, oh, <laughs> these are all ours. We did this. <laughs> Those were the moments I was hoping for, that you would look back and you'd see things that are years in the past, like your pirate ship. Like, I listened to that episode (laughs) while I was working on that part of it, and I'm like, I hope they get a kick out of this. (laughs) When was it? That was our first mid-season break, wasn't it? mm -hmm. That was before Children of My Cyrus? Yep. I think so. That sounds right. No, it wouldn't have been. It would have been after that. It was a bonus episode after season one. Oh, really? I thought it was after season two. So we did that for our very first like making yeah. a room episodes. That's cool. That's, and that's some old school. Judging by the looks of podcast. that map of notes, very little has changed about my process, <laughs> <laughs> which I suppose is good. Yeah. That, that how to how to make an episode is still it's out still there relevant. and it's still valid. Oh, did you follow those instructions? <laughs> um, I th- I feel like I followed those instructions for some other games I built for <laughs> Leah. For this one. Yeah. You know what? You can very much say no. Well, no, no, no. Like, I'm thinking about that because because I was trying to approach it from a, you know, from an educational standpoint, you define mm. your objectives and then you figure out how you get your learners to those objectives. But then I did make just a list of all of the possible apps that I could think <laughs> of on a phone. Mm. And then I started pulling them from that list of, oh, this would make sense to convey this information and this would make sense to convey that. I like that. Mm. That is more how I do the connected arcs uh, where I've come up with the story and then try to come up with like a whole bunch of rooms and maybe I'll just get the 10 rooms right away, but mm-hmm. sometimes I'll have a couple more and then I'll end up picking and choosing mm-hmm. which ones feel like the best thing. I mean, honestly, it feels exactly the same way as you do normal room design. You have a room, you come up with objects that would be in the room and then you connect them to true. try and create a puzzle path. Yeah. And this is the same, except true. the objects in a room are the apps on a phone. Yeah, very fair. You know, you come up with apps first because they should be there and then you can pick and choose which ones make sense mm. for, for fitting in together. So yep. it, it, it feels like a it's similar really kind of form of design. That, yeah, the different, like this is like a double virtual escape room <laughs> and that it still does follow those rules. Mm. Uh, here's a question, Danny. What was your favourite puzzle? Did you have any moment that you felt really fun doing, that you felt really good about, that you felt smart, dumb? Mm. Did enjoy the Angry Birds a lot. I have to say, I think Angry Birds was my favourite. It was And fun. the one where I felt the smartest. <laughs> like, it was my fun moment of like, oh yeah, I'm going to, like, let's predict these numbers. Let's find them. Let's, like, because once we found that vertical thing, it was like, I get, I understand what we're trying to achieve now. That's and so the, 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 I love that shift from thinking we are playing a random kind of battleship game. That is true. And then That's the nice. first result teaches you, or it has the capacity to teach you, like, Oh, oh, I get it. I understand what we're doing now. Let's, and then you use the second one to test your theory. 
It's like, let's see if mm. we start drawing a number with this. That's and true. And then the third one is like, okay, we are succeeding now. Let's find more. And then just enough time for then the fourth one to be like, oh, no, it's different now. <laughs> that and is a very nice process. Out, like, You're right. Oh, wait, let's see what I can do now. Wait, the same rules don't apply. What are we doing? And you, and you get like a new version of, of the moment from the first one. I think there's a really like perfectly put together sequence of puzzles. Yeah, in terms that of that was, emotional You're right. That's very emotionally really satisfying. Well I absolutely loved it. I'm glad you liked that. Right, right number of steps as well. Like mm. starting with the one where you're not really sure and then the two to test yeah. it out. It's, Third yeah. to feel confident and then four to you learn mess rules, your brain up. You test the rules. It's good. You can like then you use the rules and then you break the rules. It's yeah. the shuhari. Of, Solid. But from, for Japanese martial artists, it's the shuhari of puzzle design. I, for writing, it is good writing. <laughs> I wish I would have done that on purpose. Yeah, that's totally what I did. Yeah. But it's like, regardless of whether it is on purpose I mean, or not, you, it's like uh, in designing it, it yeah, felt you, cool. You did it subconsciously, oh. and that means that you are good at this thing. Yeah, Hair it's flip. just you know, you, you can break it down that way, and it's, it was just really fun. I as a puzzle, mm. I re I'd really enjoyed doing it. Thank yeah, that's nice. And for copyright purposes, I did call it ferocious fouls. I didn't want us to get in trouble. Yes. <laughs> Ah, what are they going to do? Sue us? Uh, I like a, I like a good Rebus as well. <laughs> I like a good Rebus as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Rebus is always fun. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing that. Can I tell Sorry, you a bus bus. how happy I was that you knew that bus bus was Rebus? Like when you, when you put <laughs> yeah, that well together, done. it made I me don't happy. Know. <laughs> I don't know when I would have gotten that. I hope I would have, but I'm glad that you said it so you, that it was out there. You re Bus it. Because there is every chance that I wouldn't have, and right now would be the first I'd be hearing about it, and then I'd feel like an idiot. <laughs> uh, it was very fun. Um, Rebuses are always great fun. Do you want to just start really a Rebus like podcast? The only problem with Rebus puzzles is when they use celebrity faces, because oh. then, then I'm Dude, out. I love it when Rebuses get really difficult for, like, oh, for, like, real seasoned puzzle people, and they just start to become, it's like, okay, this is just, you know, it's like a picture of this minus a picture of this uh, without and, and then minus an E and then plus L and then another picture of this and you're like okay like you got to come up with what it is then take away one letter <laughs> then add an and it just starts to become a little bit too much. I do struggle. I enjoy them sometimes when they're like entire phrases, like a whole sentence. Mm, those is can what be very cool. The more than once I've panicked and just gone. I'm afraid that this is a thing I just do not know. And, that's and no sometimes way. it is. Yeah, that's Although, always scary. The, the funniest thing with rebuses when they get really complex is when you get stuff where you where you find out the answer and you have to go, oh, I see, mm -hmm. an American wrote this one. Or, oh, I see, <laughs> yeah. a British Because, like, you know, but not because of, like, the knowledge required or the vocab or any of that. That's all fine. People, you can work that out. It's for stuff when they're, like, like America, in, in a lot of dialects in, 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 in the US, uh, O's and A's are really mm, interchangeable. That's true. So words that rhyme, like, will have an A that rhymes with an O in a lot of American dialects. Um, that doesn't mean, happen in Australian no, it's English. it's like they're, they're both, sometimes the A's and the O's both turn into sort of an A-H-R yeah, sort exactly. of like sound. Yeah, R sound is either an O or an, or an O, or like an extended A sound in a lot of American English. Hmm. And so that doesn't happen in Australian English. So you get these rhyming schemes where you go, oh, they don't rhyme, but they do if I put on a mm -hmm. voice. Okay, now I understand <laughs> where I'm at. And you get the same thing for like British accents where they'll have certain things that rhyme that you go, oh, what were you talking about? And you have to piece back to the, oh, wait, if I put on a really foppish British voice, now this all makes yeah. sense again. Um, like I'm sure you could do a rebus in Scots and everyone would just be like, oh, no, this is just crazy. <laughs> 
Um, but so, so that's always a funny moment when you get really into like sound-based clues or like this word is like this word and they just don't work. And especially there was one, there was actually, I remember specifically a rebus that involved one of the answers being the tool and all, like an, an A-W-L as a tool. Oh. I think that's like a... I can't remember what it was. We had to look it up, but it's a tool. But they, but in like in the American context, it rhymed with like it was like O L, and you had mm. to be like O L. Oh, that's an all A W L. And I'm like, no, that's an all, and an all like or like yeah, it's just it not was the different same. enough and that we so, never would. But the fact make that it was already this obscure thing, and then required a pronunciation similarity that didn't exist in in Australia, I was like, oh, this is. I was never going to solve this. But <laughs> yeah, it that was so confusing. It's definitely a thing to get caught on. Uh, but hell, didn't have that problem here. No, these were good. These were great. Nice rebuses. Thank you. I stole. I stole two uh, of them. So no, <laughs> they stole them from you. Sure. I'll just backdate this episode. We recorded this episode in <laughs> March of 2011. There you go. There we go. Now we're safe. I'm set. <laughs> it was kind of weird of you to make this episode six years before we started, but okay. It, well, you know, I traveled in time with Doc, so <laughs> good point. Good point. Exactly. <sighs> um. Did you have a thing that you were most proud of putting this room together? Something that you that really was a fun moment when you were designing it? Oh gosh, let me think about that. Um, here I'm gonna pull up my drawing of it real quick to see. Ooh. Oh yeah, and after this, you'll have to tell us how your original notes varied from the final product. You know, a lot of it was more about the right kind of gating. I, I did have an app that was going to be like TikTok. Um, Ooh. <laughs> and it, but then I realized I had way too many visual things for an audio mm. podcast because it would have been like a, a dancing thing. So I had to scrap. And it was going to be um, Hickory Dickory Dock <laughs> instead of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think the part for me that I'm most proud of but it's only because of how you guys reacted to it was <laughs> when you saw the reviews and you kind of went down memory lane with the different episodes and people. Um, <laughs> and then even at the end with the, like just the, that, I don't know. That just made me happy to like, be like, Oh yes, they're enjoying this nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess that's definitely one thing that wouldn't quite have the same effect during the playtest with other people. Yes. <laughs> For people who didn't make the show, they may not have the same reactions to reviews of the show. <laughs> well, so it's funny because another one of my playtests was um, an escape room owner, a good friend of mine at Escape at Grandview. And I had a moment where I felt weird. I was like, I'm kind of promoting a different escape entity to an <laughs> escape room owner. But then I was like, oh, but people don't pay for Escape This Podcast unless they patreon support it mm. so it's okay mm. you're fine <laughs> get over it yeah, yeah we're not stealing anyone's <laughs> business besides the escape room industry in, in general is very good at cross promotion because you yeah. know that like once someone plays your room they're not going to play it again so it's better to then send them to another room and hope that they're also sending their people to you like competition yes is very different in the escape room mm. industry and it's one of the really nice things about it considering it's such an expensive hobby that's a really cool thing to mm. still be true yeah and but yeah it definitely is but if anyone out there is listening to the infinite escape room podcast you cut oh. Oh, our, our arch rivals <laughs> <laughs> um 
that was enough laughter to ensure that that Look, wasn't if they've sincere, been on the right? show and promoted yeah. their show, I don't think people can assume they were actually right. I was sitting right. here thinking, Good. weren't they on an episode? <laughs> yeah, they were. But they never invited us onto their show. Uh, so, <laughs> Why I order. They may have invited us. I have no idea. Oh, um, no. Maybe we just never said yes. Oh, no. What? Why are you playing this on me now? <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure they're the rude one. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> Um, so, um, I, I really, I, I had a lot of fun with this. So you said that you've worked, uh, you've done some design work for other escape rooms, for physical escape rooms. Did you find that process wildly different or fairly similar or, or how did that all work out? So, yeah, I, I've kind of had design experience with three different, so physical rooms, creating this. Um, for you guys. And then my dissertation, I actually have to create an online game, like a point and click kind of ah. escape room. And that's going to be interesting. Um, that's so exciting. And each of those have such a different approach. Now, I will say this. My my experience with the physical escape room game, I was, I would say it was like help light. I was, I was more of a, let's bounce some ideas and now I'll take a hammer to mm. the wall and help build it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just knowing like, thinking through like one of the things I love about escape this podcast is I can talk my way around problems. Like if there's a hitch, yes. then I can just add something in or, um, Danielle, sometimes you, you get like kind of role play or like, <laughs> no, that doesn't matter at all. Or, you know, however you play that mm. out, um, yep. to let people know what to focus on and what not to. But when you have the standalone game, and you're just letting people roam around, you have to make sure that everything is intentional that's in there. Mm. And it fits and it makes sense with the world you're creating. And so, plus technology, that's my biggest challenge with physical escape <laughs> rooms is thinking through how do I, not only do, how do I create a puzzle, but can I use tech that supports that in a cool way and then doesn't get in the way. Now, yes. do you ever, so when it comes to real technology and physical things, I feel like I have the opposite problem of a lot of people, but maybe it's more common. Um, do you find that you want something to happen, and but you aren't sure if the tech is there to make it happen nicely? Or do you find that you aren't sure, like, that there is a, there's, that there is so much tech out there. There are so many fancy options and you don't know what they all are. You don't know how good the tech is from the other point of view. Can you word what I am saying? So I think what Danny is saying is he's either saying, do you find that your imagination keeps being yes. limited by the fact that tech can't do stuff or you preemptively limit your imagination and then you find out, wait a minute, tech does amazing stuff. Yes. I can do so Thank much you. more than I want. I think is the kind of thing that was that what I was having. asking. Sure. Where you're like, well, surely I can't do this. And then it turns out, no, there's tech that will allow you to do that sort of stuff. And it freaks you out and you go, oh, my God, too yeah. many possibilities. Has, has that know. ever happened to you or is it mostly the <laughs> well, other way, so, the normal way? I would say yes to everything that you just said. Oh. I absolutely agree. Now, my experience in tech room, uh, in escape rooms with tech is limited. That, that's usually something that I tap my friend Rob on the shoulder and say, huh? And he goes, mm-mm. Or, uh-huh. <laughs> Do the tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I, I mean, in general, because I create online learning for my organization. Mm. I create staff training videos on a daily basis. And my general approach is I like to dream big. I like to think big. Mm. Um, like I'm working on a video right now that sometimes kind of feels a little too big. And then I can say, okay, but here's 
here's actually the resources that I have and the time that I have to work with it and the people I have to work with it. And and I allow the circumstances to make it smaller, but not, mm. you know, I'd like to start off unlimited and then pare down. That's, that's cool. cool. I wish I didn't struggle so much with that. This <laughs> is, it's always been a thing. It's been a thing well before like escape rooms were mm. in the picture. This is like in high school drama when you are pretending to direct a play and so you're writing up your proposal for how it would be directed and i just don't know what stages are capable of doing yes if you have unlimited money what kind of stage do you, i clearly haven't been to broadway enough yeah because then you go to see like hades town and everything rotates and disappears and reappears it pops out of the floor and goes and you're like oh my god yeah i'm fascinated by things. theater production oh. that's absolutely what i pay attention yeah. to when i go to shows yeah it can be phenomenal i just apparently i'm not very good at thinking past the things that I have definitely seen. You know, I think and knowing what could be out there. One one thing that I think about that is if if you focus less on what do you want it to do and you think about more like, hey, what do I want people to experience? You know, what what do I want them to feel? Do I want them to feel wonder or sad? Um, do I want them to be surprised by something or do I need to tell this specific thing in the story? Because then once you have a clear vision on that, then that kind of staging stuff falls into place, you know? Like when Les Mis was one of the first shows to have a rotating stage, I'm pretty sure that came about because they knew they wanted to have the big barricade, but they needed, like, that was so massive. How are they going to use it for other things? And they're like, let's just rotate it. Like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's how that came about. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you have a desire, so you make the technology match your desire if you can. Yeah, I, I hope that that's a thing that I can grow into being able to do that. All right, that. Danny, next season, uh -huh. write an escape room yeah. in which you don't narrate anything. Everything is just like set up cues and sound stuff and things that, that people interact with on an audio level, but you don't do any narration. Oh, I see. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. A okay. non-narrated right. audio escape Total room. Total robot escape room. We'll see if I can make one of those happen. We'll just get a soundboard set up yep. where you just go beep, beep, beep. And then... Beep. That doesn't work. Try again. <laughs> yeah. You don't narrate anything, but you press a button in which it just goes, so you're in a room with this, that... <laughs> see, that's already what I'm picturing. <laughs> so you, when you're doing these uh, like um, brainstorming looking... sessions, you can, you can try to help Danny with this, like the brainstorming yeah. additional things. We can think big. And... Yeah, exactly. That's true. I look <laughs> into the corner. Can I turn that? No. Uh, and what about this thing? No, 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 no. Maybe that's why I was drawn to audio no. escape yes, rooms in yes. the first place. No. Uh, wonderful. Well, that's exciting. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you, Rachel. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, look, I, I had so much fun with this room. It was really interesting. It was really well put together. Um, and it was very, it was very flattering, very flattering <laughs> and gratifying. Uh, and you should all take every piece of advice. Look, I can tell you right now that you should go and you should subscribe and you should rate and review the podcast and you should join us on Patreon and all that jazz. But the room's already told you how to do that so well. Mm. Uh, so pay attention to the room. Go back and listen to the room from last week and you'll know what you need to do this week. Uh, <laughs> Rachel, if people are looking for you uh, in an online place, can they find you? Do you have a Twitter? Can people find you and follow you? I'm, you, you, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll get people wanting to play your point and click when it's created. Oh, I, I would love to at some point be able to get that out there. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, if you search for Rachel Arpin and either type in Ohio State University because that's where I work or Franklin University because that's where I'm going to school, you'll find me. There's not many Arpins out there. 
Um, <laughs> Wonderful. And then on Twitter, I'm at learn and live, and then the number eight. Um, I do not tweet mm. often, but I need to get better at that. <laughs> I'm like one of those awful grad students that like really doesn't keep all that extra side gig stuff going on, and I'm hyper focusing to get done. Um, so hopefully. No, you you call that an awful grad student. It sounds like a good grad student. <laughs> I, I would like. I want an awful grad student who pays attention to being a grad student. I know, right? Focuses on the work that I'm meant to be doing. <laughs> How dare that I? That seems fine. Uh, um, like I have all these ideas of things that I want to do. They'll all have to wait until after I defend. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I would love to share a final like story before we wrap up, if please. that's okay. Oh, please. So I just wanted to share my own personal experience with finding you all, and it builds into why I'm grateful for you. So um, I think I mentioned in the episode, I found you guys in 2017 during that first season. I was up in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, for a conference with my faculty advisor, and I was presenting about escape room games as a learning environment. And so, of course, because I was in Toronto, I had to, like, seize the day and meet the room escape divas while I was of up course. there. So I had dinner with Errol Amanda, and I was total escape game nerding out, like, in that mode. <laughs> um, and then I had to drive home from Toronto uh, to Columbus, Ohio, and that's, like, a seven-hour drive. Whew. It was closer to 10 because I stopped at Niagara Falls. And uh, Good plan. I started listening to the Room Escape Divas podcast and it was the episode that you two were in and it was just after oh, you had yeah. done the room that you led for them. And I swear, if I'm remembering correctly, Errol was like, if you haven't listened to this episode yet, stop what you're doing now and go listen to that and then come <laughs> back here. So I did. And then I got hooked. <laughs> And the entire drive home, yeah, (laughs) the entire drive home, I was listening, binge listening to season one of Escape This Podcast. And I remember when I got to episode eight, which was the toy room, and it it was very dark on the highway. I was the only car on the highway, (laughs) and it was a very creepy episode, so I skipped that and I came back to it later. But I've listened to every episode since, so thank you so much. Oh, that's so lovely of you. And good call on stopping at Niagara Falls. Oh, yes. That's w- well worth it. Yes. That's so pretty. Oh, that's lovely. I'm yeah, glad. Dude, that was very, it was a creepy room, Danny. There were messages <laughs> in blood on Look, the walls. And- I grew up being afraid of Goosebumps' Night of the Living Dummy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you yeah. have to bring that to everybody else. Like, I think it's only natural that all of my greatest fears would be represented in that room. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Evil math toys. Well, I'm so glad. I'm, what, a, what a lovely way to start. Uh, and I'm always really glad that the show is bingeable. I'm yeah. always worried that it's not bingeable because it's so many like puzzles and things. But I think the story elements that you put in, Danny really help it be something that you can listen to for a while. And, like, good on you. Like, you make it listenable. Stop stop saying nice things about me. <laughs> I don't do anything. Um, all right. Uh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. It was absolutely yeah. lovely to have you on. Um, for people who are wanting to listen to even more, Rachel, if you are a $5 donor, we are about to do our uh, next episode of the... Uh, cooperative, cooperative... Collaborative room building. Room building brainstorming sessions uh, that Rachel will be joining us for. So if you are not a $5 donor, uh, we'll see you next week. And if you are a $5 donor, uh, there'll be another bonus episode for you right now. Um, but thank you everybody uh, for listening and, and, and supporting the show. 
Uh, you've heard all about how you can support the show, so go and do those wonderful things. Um, you can also, if you want to see more of us, we're on Twitter at EskThisPodcast. You can always send us an email at EscapeThisPod at gmail.com um, and follow us on Instagram or, or Facebook uh, if you still use Facebook. Um, <laughs> people are boycotting Facebook. It won't even be a, it won't even still be a <laughs> thing by the time this episode comes out. Uh, uh, but also you can, if you want to talk with us and, and chat with us and other fans and, and play rooms and share your puzzles and talk about the latest episodes, you can head to the and Discord. And help us with cryptic crosswords. Help us with cryptic crossword clues. Did anyone help us with that cryptic crossword The only crossword suggestion clue? someone had was that canon without the N could be like a principle. Yeah, like if, but I, still I don't wasn't know how sure about end. that. But doesn't matter. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you're not on the Discord and that's fine. Uh, but you can come join us in the Discord and chat and, and hang out with us and other fans. Um, or you can... Uh, Listen to Solve This Murder, uh, which is a little bit more intermittent now, but there's still lots of fun murder mysteries uh, uh, there on that show if you want to check it out. Uh, you can also join us on Twitch. I don't know if you've watched any of our Twitch streams. We play Nancy Drew. We play other puzzle games. We play action games and RPGs and all this other fun stuff. And you can also just... It's a nice way to relax and chat and talk about fun things and talk about the show uh, and watch us play weird games. I do like finding very weird games to play on Twitch. <laughs> so there's links to that below as well. Uh, so thank you, everybody, uh, and we will see you next time. Goodbye! <laughs>